Hello and welcome back to Tiger Talk, the official podcast of Workshop Town Football Club. We are back with episode 18, which feels you know quite a bit ago since we last recorded one, but we have a, had a couple of uh, postponed games thrown in there. Uh, once again, joined by Luke Averton. Uh, Luke, uh, normally ask about how you are, but how's your day been instead? Yep, yeah, it's been a good day, productive day, got everything done. Uh, been very busy. Um, yeah, it's been good. Uh, what about yourself? Out and about, I've been a uh, Rotherham United uh, versus Al- uh, Burton Albion this morning uh, in an academy game, uh, and two ex Tigers were in attendance. We had Dan Moore who came on loan from Burton. Uh, he was on the bench for uh, the Brewers, and on the other bench, but in charge, was Rob Poulter, our former assistant manager. Uh, so that was a nice bit of workshop uh, history to, to throw in there. Uh, another question, Luke. Have you calmed down from Saturday yet? Just about. Uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, a great day. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, it wasn't a great game, but yeah, it was a great finish to it. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm just so happy to watch those three points. Definitely. We're going to obviously get into the Pontefract victory uh, we'll also talk a little bit about the mask defeat uh, we'll preview Hebburn and Tadcaster um, before letting you be where you're doing and enjoying the rest of uh, rest of your week before we all head up to the North East uh, just before we get into today's episode just want to remind everyone uh, you may have seen from the thumbnails and uh, and the, the image on the Spotify episode if you listen to us on audio uh, we obviously have In Sam's name on there, uh, a mental health group for men in the North Knotts area. Meetings take place at the Edge in Kilton on Plantation Hill every other Thursday with the next meeting coming on the 10th of March. Uh, Luke, obviously you've been to a couple of meetings. Uh, I don't know if you just want to give a, a quick sentence or two just on what goes on and how it is. Yeah, it's um, it's a group for... Um people to uh, to get to go to uh, to talk about life basically uh, it's not like you just talk about your problems and then you uh, that's it it's it's like what's going on in your life positivity as well as as well as focusing on the negatives um, and it's just somewhere for some for people to go uh, just to, just to talk to them and somewhere to turn uh, if they if they need to talk to someone uh, outside of their inner circles so that's Thursday the 10th of March at the Edge on Plantation Hill in Kilton. 7pm uh, start every other Thursday. Make sure to get down there if you know you just want to express your feelings and help out uh, your mates. So get down there if needed. But let's go on with the episode. Something tells me I'm something good. Something tells me I'm something Woke up this morning feeling fine. Works up town three five mask united. Uh, I kept saying mask because obviously that's how it's spelled, but I know a lot of the Jodies weren't happy when we were saying it over the Tannoy. So mask it is. Um, before we, you know, Luke asks us a little bit of uh, a few questions as as obviously he wasn't there. Um, let's hear straight away from Craig Parry. So Craig, yep. uh, an eight goal thriller. Um, I'm not sure if you had time to gather your thoughts, but what are they? Oh. I've never really seen a more open game in, in my life, really. 
off. I think it, it could have been 10-10 on another day. Uh, you know, the score five had goals disallowed. With exactly the same, you know, I did obviously score three and goal disallowed. Balls fizz across box, it posted it bar, the goal is put off will It's a strange game, really. It's hard to, hard to assess this early into it, but you know, as I said to the lads in there, me personally, I feel the difference between us and, and them today. They defensively made the right decisions at the right time, and I think that what that boils down to is, you know, if you look through their spine of their side where they are, you know, they've got step two players in there that are big, strong, wise head, and uh, made the right decisions at the right time. That doesn't put extreme pressure on their back four, uh, and when they clear the lines, they clear it well. Uh, and I think that, that's that's the pure difference today. We we made. You know, naive decisions, uh, which gave them gave them goals. Really, I mean, gifted gifted them goals. Would you put it down to our defensive <clears throat> application then, or you know, just having that clinical edge? No, I don't think you can say clinical edge because you know we scored three goals at home against the the league leaders. So I think if you score three goals at home, you should be winning games. So there's no there's no hiding place from that. We defensively wasn't good enough. We didn't make the right decisions in the right areas at the right times. And that's what happens. And when you're playing against quality sides like this, who are the best, they are the best side in the league. For me, there's, there's no doubt in that. But you cannot give chances away. And we did that. And they set up exactly the same as us, exactly the same shape, you know, but in the right times, in the right space of the game, they made the right decisions. And, and that's what's won in the game. On a positive note, how pleased were you with your side's reaction? Obviously, going two goals behind, scoring instantly, pull it back before the break. Uh, when they put their fifth in, Lotto instantly headed uh, back. A little bit of a reaction. Yeah, I thought we reacted all the way through the game. I think going forward, you know, you know, their managers come off there at the end in the tunnel saying, you know, we're a good side, we you know, gave them a good run. We are, but we've come off conceded five goals and. Uh, and I, the reaction were good, you know. But going forward, we're, we're great, you know. The, the fire, we don't hide the firepower we, we've got. We actually mixed it up a little bit today. Tried to just do a little bit something different to just bring them a little bit of a, a surprise. But I can't, I can't blame and fault the lads. I can't blame and fault the lads' attitude, effort, or endeavour, and and the reaction to everything there. And even at the end, you know, we we five three down. Uh, I think the ref said there were ten minutes left, and we. You know, the ball's finished across there, we got one clean offline. I think if we score them, we'd probably go on and draw the game. That's how crazy the game was. So the reaction were great. But the simple fact of the matter is that they made the right decision, experienced sets, all the way through the side, in the right positions, that it's, it's, they don't have to think about the decisions they have to make at the right times. And they make it at the right times. The, 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 the big, the experienced, the strong, uh, and he's, you know, fair play to to, to their gaffer. He's built a proper, proper uh, non-league side over the years, and he's got him into a good place. You mentioned about the tactics, sticking what uh, further forward. Yeah. Uh, what were your uh, thoughts behind the tactic, and how successful do you think it was? Well, we obviously know they've got they've they're very strong and powerful up top, and we wanted basically to get our forwards. Um, uh, you know, like people like Liam and, and Maka and even the young lads that came on, we just wanted to give them a, a focal point and a presence where they could feed off it rather than, you know, the the big boys of them coming through and, and taking our our 
how we're going to out the game. So we try all we wanted him to do was to be physical down down the middle and, and try and take care of their centre half. So I thought he did a he did a, he did a sterling job to be fair to him. So that he's been our bit. And uh, if anything, we plan to just plan, we actually plan to bring him off before the game. Uh, you know, early in the the, the 50th, 60th minute because you know he's been out for he's only trained once. Uh, but he, he was causing problems up there in this type of game. So. So yeah, our plays rate, but you know, different games is different position. Next week, we're pod fan might be a completely different setup that we do, but today I, I thought you did a good job. Right, so Paz's thoughts there. Luke, have you got any burning questions you want to find out about uh well last Saturday? It feels like an age ago for some reason. It's um yeah, I have um Basically, obviously, it was a 5-3 uh, result, uh, eight-goal thriller. Um, you, I remember you saying from a new, if a, if a, if we're from a neutral's point of view, it would have been a great game. Obviously, we lost 5-3. Um, but in your opinion, uh, did the scoreline reflect the performance? Probably a little bit. I think the overall performance was... Um, well, I think the scoreline portrayed that it was two good uh, attacking sides, and it was... Um, both sides defended, you know, not the best, as that's why we've got the scoreline of that. But uh, end of day, it just showed who was both teams were both attacking, but it showed who was more clinical. Uh, we missed a lot of chances. We should have been a little bit more pressing. We should have been a little bit more tighter at the back. And who knows? But as Paz said, it could have ended ten ten, and I wish it had have done. That would have been an amazing game to report on. But um, no, the uh, it finished five three, and we were. I think we were unfortunate not to get a point, but you can tell why Mask are up there. They are a fantastic side to watch. Yeah, and uh, after going up against one of the best teams, and uh, we had the back against the walls. I believe we were two 0 down, and then we fought it back. Uh, Goit level at half uh, it, towards the interval. Is that some? Is, does that show the quality of the players and the character of the players? Uh, was you happy with, with with that towards the end of the first half? Yeah, I were um I was definitely pleased with that fighting aspect because um at two nil I think Josh turned around to me and went, I think we might get battered here and I went, I, I do I tend to agree and as we turned, Macca scored. Um and you know, we do have we I do think that is there is that uh, ability in our side that we do battle, we will take it to the other team and that's what we did. We got them two goals and even when it went to 5-3, you're thinking, hold on, we've still got some in there and, and we had a bit of fire in, under his bellies, but it just didn't come off in the end. Um, the reaction, again, fantastic. With I think we'll talk about the reaction to Saturday again, even though the, the performance wasn't there, that there was still a reaction to come from behind. and uh, we were just I think we just fell short a little bit, maybe a little bit more quality in there would would have decided to that decided the times, but it decided the tie between the two teams, but um I, I ain't got too many qualms about you know the performance. I think it was encouraging, especially against the best side in the league. I think they they should go on to beat Liversidge to that title. Uh, and I hope they do as well because I think it, to avoid playing them again in in sort of a playoff scenario, should we get there, will 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 benefit us greatly. Just a couple of points I wanted to add. Um, the goals were absolutely beautiful from us. I think the the header from Maka was a beautiful move. Um Hardy's run from the left, especially, but got to give credit to Jake Picton, his cross. 
it was pinpoint and Maka's header was fantastic to just loop it over the the, uh, the keeper who was at full stretch. Um, and just to hone in on Pico, I thought Pico was absolutely fantastic. I thought he had a brilliant game, uh, defensively sound. Uh, even though I've criticised the defence, I thought him uh, back in that right-back spot, again, um, helped control them. But uh, the Starshenko goal, I think we've shown it twice. It were a fantastic hit as well. And, and, and Watto's header at the end was just big, a towering header, which we've been quite good from set pieces. And it's good to see that we're still uh, continuing with that. Uh, speaking of Watto, we played him up front, which was something we'd not seen apart from the Kiverton friendly. Um, with what Paz said, I think he, it was probably right what he was saying in terms of getting against their two centre-halves who were big brutes. However, unfortunately, I just don't think it was executed properly. I think Watto was, was dropping in too deep to pick up the ball and him and Hardy were sort of occupying similar areas, um, which it just didn't work. But I liked the idea and obviously we tried that again on Saturday, which we'll go more into. Uh, but overall, mask were mask were well drilled. They were organised. The defenders of the five, and then the attackers of five. The way that they broke out into the different routes and different avenues were were sublime. Really, they I think his name was Curtis Round. He was on the outside with a ponytail. He was su uh, superb on the evening, and uh, Adam Boys as well. I mean, he didn't score any goals. He's not scored any goals past us this season, which is it's not like he's dry. It is is uh, in desperate need with his forty two. I think he's on now uh, this season, but uh, he was uh, crucial to their link play. And they had you know players like um, I can't I can't remember his name, Jason Kennedy in midfield, who had just signed permanently from Spennymore Town. So he showed well. He's been operating at, operating at a conference north level, so you know what you're going to expect from him. Um, so I'll stop talking too much and we'll move on to uh, a player that signed uh, just before that game. Uh, Nathan Valentine, obviously, has had two cameo appearances off the bench as he, as he gets up to full match fitness. Um, a very experienced player. Um, he's been around a little bit, but his main success came at uh, Scarborough, where he was promoted, um, they they had a fantastic year that year, and uh, they got promoted in the seventeen eighteen season. Off the top of my head, um, I think it was the same squad that Jamie Price was involved before he joined us. So uh, again, a little bit of a, a, a nugget. Um, obviously, you saw a little bit of them on Saturday, but we can't really comment too much on what we saw um, because there wasn't any sort of football being played on Saturday. So. I'll just stick his interview straight in and we'll talk more about Nathan when we talk about our other signing in part two of the podcast. So here's the interview with Nathan Valentine. Um, it was a, a battling performance. I think uh, they were on top at key points in the game. Um, you think you're seeing it, there was a little bit of uh, uh, discrepancy with the goal. Well, should it have been a goal, should it not? Um, obviously, the referees overturned him. They're key points in the game and I think... With Mask, they've got a very experienced side and I think their experience shown today. Every single ball that was put in behind was put in behind with a purpose. Um, they give us defenders a lot to do. And like I said, when they need to clear these lines, they did it, they did it, you know, with purpose. And you know, for us <clears throat> it just shows we, we can battle there, but we you know, just fine margins. With um, with our side and our performance, uh, going forward, was it pleasing for yourself watching uh, watching from the bench in the first and second half? Um, listen, I think, <laughs> of course, I would have wanted to come in and make an immediate impact, but, you know, I spoke with the gaffer the other day and it's I've been training and it's clear to see that the, the squad's got a lot of talent and 
I wouldn't ex ever expect to come in and walk straight into a team. Um, I want to have the respect of the players first and the gaffer, and then hopefully find myself in. And you know, once I get in the team, I, I want to be staying in it. Obviously, coming off the bench, uh, what was that like? Um, yeah, it was it was good. I, I just hope I wanted to go on and make an impact. I think we've still got two goals in the game. There's always a chance to go in and, and nick in one. And you know, I just wanted to come on, make an impact, and show show everyone what I'm about, really. Do you think you? How do you think you uh, performed? Um, I, I thought I played. I played all right. There's, you know, it's it's always tough to come into a game. You you've been on the bench. You try to do your best to warm up, and then bang, you, you know, you're straight into it. But you know, part of my game is trying to break, you know, break my break my balls to get into the box, and you know, capitalise on them chances that we had. But um, like I said, I, I think the team. <clears throat> You know, like I said, we showed that we can compete. You know, there's a lot of football left to be played, and hopefully, you know, I can add to what is already a very, very strong group. Let's talk more on the move. There. How does it feel to sign for Works Uptown? Um, do you know what it is? It's, it's a club that stinks of ambition. Um, you know, when I moved back from Manchester uh, to Leeds, and you know, Craig has spoken to me before, but I just needed to get, you know, to get set and. I should have done my due diligence a little bit more, to be fair, because I've not played at this club in you know about seven years. I've I played here with Frickley and <clears throat> came back, and it's just changed completely. And you know, it, you, you come in and, and you know the gaffer has really um, really bigged it up, and you know it, you can see it when you're here how, how professionally it's run. Um, you know, it's sad to sad to leave us. It's a great club. It's got a lot of really good people there, but you know this was a really really exciting move for me, and I'm happy to be a part of it. As mentioned, as soon as you came available, you straight wanted you and got you in. What was the conversation like with Paz? Yeah, I mean, I, I work with Craig uh, at the football family, um, and when I was coming back to Leeds, I tried to sign it before, but uh, you know, the, the chairman also I wanted to show my respect to him, and where, whichever club I'm at, I want to give 110%. Um, but when when the move broke down, there was only club, there was only one place that I wanted to be at, and this was here. You know, I, I know Craig. Um, on a personal level, probably more so than any manager that you would have in non-league. Same twice a week, I see Craig every day, and you know I, I really, really like the way that you know he sets his team up. Um, it was clear to see in there his passion, and I think it resonates onto the lads, and hopefully we're showing that today. With um, Paz's <coughs> style as well, surely that will benefit you as sort of that box-to-box -box advanced midfielder. Yeah, absolutely. You know we've got some, we've got some great play, uh, players in here. You know, I thrive off balls into the box. You know, we've got ball players in there like Cody. I think he's a terrific player. You know, for a young lad, I came training the other day and he's really, you know, really put a good impression on us. You know, he gets it, he gives it. So I'm really looking forward to uh, try to form a partnership with him. Uh, but yeah, mate, we, you know, <coughs> like I said, we, we, we're shown today. We're a team with a lot of. Uh, a lot of ambition and a lot of uh, capabilities to go in and hurt teams. They're a, they're a really, really good team. You know, I play against Mask a, a couple of times over the years, and they're a strong team. And you know, we're showing that we could compete with them today. You mentioned Code, but obviously, it, overall in that midfield, uh, there's Jack Broadhead who's 25. Yeah. Uh, Code is 24. Uh, Jackson, uh, Luke Hall's a young lad as well. How can your experience sort of shape them to not only become better in themselves, but with our ambitions to get into the next league, help them progress as well. Yeah, listen, absolutely. I, I thrived off of players, uh, you know, like Michael Coulson, Jimmy Beadle at Scarborough. You know, they were really able to put their arm around me, and hopefully, I can do the exact same for for the young lads that we've got here. Like I said, we've got tons of talent. For Alex, is a great strike as well. I've just had a little mention with him in the dressing room about getting it and giving it instead of taking two or three, four touches. But like I said, mate, I want to come in and hopefully use my experience to to bring out the best in other lads. And you know, I'm, I'm very, very vocal on the pitch. <clears throat> very vocal on the pitch and you know hopefully I can um, <laughs> pass it on to uh, the rest of the lads before we start listening to you and him uh, you dog here. <laughs> um, we've got nine <laughs> games now another uh, a cup final as well 
Uh, what are your ambitions going into the final moments of the season? Listen, there's a lot of games left to be played. There's a lot of twists and turns. You know, in this league, you've got to fight for every single point. There's other teams which have slipped up today. We really get into the crunch time now. And like I said, I see absolutely no reason why we can't break into them playoffs. You know, playoffs are all about one-off games. And I think we've got more than enough in this squad already to really go and, and, and form a big playoff push. But, you know, if not... Craig's been very um, vocal about you know next year his plans for next year and, and where the club wants to go, and um, I really really believe that you know with him in charge and you know the, the board and everyone that's uh, been so welcoming to me, I think we've really got a good chance. If not this year, then certainly next year. Right then, Pontefract Collar is one, two works up town. I still, without the game that's going, I'm still surprised that the scoreline was in our favour. Um, like we did with the first one, we'll go straight into Craig's interview and then we'll assess the match after that. I thought, well, I don't think it was the best performance whatsoever. I thought, uh, in fact, we were nowhere near it. Uh, I think once they went down to 10 men, uh, I thought they were the best side, really, for t with, with 10 men all the way through. And probably on another day, they, they probably could have nicked it. But that's football, isn't it? You know, we take the three points, glad to take the three points, which keeps us in a. You know, uh, a little hope to, to try and get ourselves in, in the playoffs and it's good to come away with three points. Just how difficult did they make it when they went down to ten? Very difficult, they're very difficult. You look at the side here now that's performed here today to what performed at our place, it's like chalk and cheese. I'm getting credit to, to Rousey and, and the staff on that side of things and you know the uh, they've got they've got the lads certainly working hard and Listen, regardless of that, this place is extremely, extremely difficult place to come to. I know that myself from you know, the time I managed it here. And uh, it, it hasn't got any easier and it made it extremely difficult today. Uh, you know, they picked up a lot of second balls, put it into good areas. And, and I feel thought some of their players today were extremely well, played extremely well, they were difficult. Obviously, towards the end, we were starting to prepare him to talk to you after a draw, but yeah. Tomo got the winner. How delighted are you for him? Uh, obviously, a, a late substitution, and he also helped slow play down when we did take the advantage. Yeah, it's my substitution. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased, pleased for Tomo. Uh, you know, he's part of the management team, and I love him to bits, and you know, he's, he's going to be, he's going to do very well with us. But uh, I'm pleased for him to get the goal. Uh, listen, it's a little bit of luck. We, we haven't created any. We haven't, it, the, the goal's not any quality from us. It's a bit of luck, little, you know, a couple of mistakes from their side of things, and he's in the right place at the right time. So I'm pleased for him to get the goal, which obviously gets the three points. But you know, I think at the end there, we, you know, we would have probably took the point really. But yeah, pleased with three. Were you disappointed? You know, like last week we were talking about the chances we missed, but didn't necessarily create too much today. Were you disappointed with that? Well, it's a completely different side to last week. Last week, you know, after yourself after the interview, it could have been 10-10. You know, I don't think we created one chance today. I think I think we haven't created anything. I think to be, I, I think personally for us is is maybe I have to look at myself as well and look at how we set ourselves up and the game plan and think, do you know what, maybe you know, you look to come here, obviously it's rained heavily overnight, you know, it'll be a pitch inspection this morning, sometimes you've got to play in areas, but maybe, you know, we've got to look I've got to look at a little bit of how we set ourselves up because maybe we've just got to believe in ourselves a little bit more and and, and and try and just do what we do good rather than look at something else. So, but yeah, wins a win. So Luke, I've split sort of this well, talk, reflection of the game into different parts. Let's firstly focus on the conditions, um, the pitch. Credit to the groundsman for getting the game on and the volunteers, but uh, the pitch was absolutely horrendous, and 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 so was the wind, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it it were it were difficult because 
I mean, you know, it's going to be a physical game, but then you've just mentioned the conditions added on to it. I mean, the the pitch was, yeah, it was it wasn't good. The 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 dugout there was a puddle in the dugout. Um, uh, it it wasn't, and it was windy. Uh, so you're trying to play the ball in the air because you can't play it on the floor, and the wind's just taking it everywhere. And it was just difficult for both both sides really to create stuff. It was just uh, it was a very physical tight game, wasn't it? Definitely, I think even Mal- you put Malby Main's pitch ab- above that one, and <laughs> that's saying something, isn't it? Um, and I mean, it's not like we're, I don't want to come on here and call, uh, you know hammer Ponty for the pitch because yeah, um, yeah. you know it's been, it's always been like that and. We know we're still, is it Eunice or whatever yeah, stupid name that they just give to these storms um, is coming and wrecks things. And I mean, we've been frustrated over the last couple of weeks with uh, the Liversidge and, you know, the previous date for the Ponty game being called off. But, yeah. you know, we you've got to play on it. And that's where Ponty sort of over the years, especially under, you know, Craig Parry, um, utilised it, they utilised their home ground and that's what, what made them so successful and maybe that's why when we started off this season it's it, it's been a little bit difficult for, for a, a, a Craig Paris side to climatise to, to Sandy Lane um, but obviously we're certainly um, rocking and rolling in that sense where his home form's really picked up but now we'll go into more of the game <clears throat> before we go into like proper events and, and goals um, it was you know, they, it was barely a game of football, uh, in my opinion, Luke. Yeah, I mean, I've ne- it's the first time I've seen, certainly under Craig Parry, where uh, we've created so little. I mean, usually you used to see us create chance after chance after chance. I mean, but on other days where we've created chance after chance after chance, we've come away with nothing, and then. <laughs> This, with this particular game, we've created hardly anything, and we've won. We've won the game, so it, it just it just reflected the, the 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 result reflects the game because it was just a, a very tight knit game, and it, it, I mean a nil nil. You wouldn't have been surprised with a nil nil because I mean it wasn't like they were creating chances as well. It were it was just it was just a tight game where people where we just we either side couldn't create a, a, a lot of chances. I mean the first. 20, 25 minutes was an absolute bloodfest, wasn't it? Yeah. The, yeah. Both sides were going into challenges hard. Um, there was obviously every little break in play, I think. Uh, yeah. Ponty appealed for everything. Yeah. And especially one person's influence, I think Craig Rouse, I know he says he didn't like his players to uh, to focus on, on the, the officials and, and, and sort of badger them. But I think his presence on the touchline was sublime. I think when when Craig went to Ponte and we lost him from our management team, I do think we lost that little bit of biting games that Craig brought to that game, and yeah. it certainly reflected that when Jimmy got sent off that and and Craig got sent off on the side that they sort of lost that little bit of of, of fear factor. I don't know if that that was the same to you, but yeah. the the way that Ponte made it hostile for us was. Yeah. Was it was well, slightly scary? I know I was there with Josh and George, yeah. and they said the exact same thing. Yeah, because I mean, if if, if I mean, because he's, he's basically barreled him and they wrestled to the floor for the penalty. And if if he didn't do that and they didn't get that sending off, we might miss the chance, and they could have gone on and won two, two or three nil and made it hard for us. You never know, because obviously, like you say, his presence 
wasn't on the field. They had, were down to ten men, uh, and it was just uh, it, it was just a slugfest. And uh, I just think maybe the, like you say, the fear factor went from that. I think I think that kind of gave us confidence then, because all of a sudden they're down to a lesser man on the pitch and the dugout, and we're back to level, you know, out of nowhere. So it was. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was a strange game, but you know it was. Um, I think that was a turning point. And the fact I, I didn't expect it to be honest, because I think when I've been to Ponty before, there wasn't really a, a crowd there. But I suppose with with Paz's success at Ponty, that's brought a lot more fans through yeah. the gates, and it, it's good to see. Obviously, non-league uh, clubs thriving, but I thought they uh, they they definitely made it hostile. I'm not. I don't. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think the fan. The, what they were chanting was sort of respectful of Craig's work there and obviously yeah. if it weren't for them I'd hate to say that they'd still be in either NCL Division 1 yeah. or maybe even lower they might have dropped there but yeah. you know the, the fans certainly made it not a nice place to go to I mean it's never been a nice place to go to anyway but they certainly were on the back weren't they? Yeah yeah they were and I can imagine it was uh it, it it was sweet at the end for how it finished with Parry to, to for us to score so late on, and I think I can imagine it would have been really jubilant when that goal went in and 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 relieved as well. I think, but uh, I, I just think yeah, it was it, it was like karma kind of thing, wasn't it? Because obviously, like you said, all the good work he's done there, and then the reception he got, it was like kind of karma to the home fans, weren't it? I suppose definitely. But um, just to turn it more onto the game now. Um, yeah. Credit to Ponte, they absolutely made it tough for us. Um, they were hard to break down. Uh, they often played the ball into the right areas. They were, you know, they. I remember the one where I think the lad, I think his name's Jack Shepherd, cut through the ball. A great crossfield ball to Mikey Dunn. They just played the right kind of balls into the right areas. They just didn't necessarily do anything with it or or test Seb really. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think yeah uh, they they played well, uh, point of fact, and uh, they've, they've just they're, they're in a bit of form as well. I mean they've um, they've just climbed out of that relegation. Looks like they've climbed out of that relegation scrap, um, and you can see why because they've they play with confidence. They've got they get the ball down and put, try and play with it. I mean Mikey Dunn were making runs in, and we know Mikey Dunn from what his workshop days and how dangerous he can be. Uh, but and I think I think that I think his workshop days kind of helped our defense try and contain him, you know, and stop him making them dangerous them them dangerous shots that he that he can produce and them dangerous runs in behind the defense. Yeah, definitely. I think the Mikey the the problem with Mikey was when he were at workshop, um, he'd often get into them good positions, uh, and then. You know, we're either he's either found the top corner or he fizzles out and shoots wide or or passes it straight to the goalkeeper. And we often we saw that latter side to him on on Saturday. Um, I was looking forward to seeing the likes of Luke Kinsley again because um, I I always rated him when he were in in a Tigers shirt. I mean, he was one of our top scorers that season, last season, uh, well, the season that never finished or yeah. or never began. What it felt. Um, but I thought he was largely ineffective. Thought Joe Lumsden was really good for them up front. It causes a lot of problems, and that takes us nicely into our next section, which is I've just got written down. Uh, referee, uh, I know the the Ponte Media guy Charlie. Well, I assume it's Charlie. Um, was very vocal towards the referee um, from the club account. You know the the highlights package that I've sent you is probably directed toward. It's more of a referee highlights than it is the 
the the game highlights and I'm just being careful with my choice of words towards the ref. But <laughs> um, overall, I thought, in my opinion, he had he had a poor game. Yeah, he uh, yeah he, he weren't shy getting the card out, was he? Uh, I think he should have kind of like let let him know he's in charge without getting the cards out. Just saying, look, you you, you can't because he he were literally just flying cards out all the time, but. Um, he got quite a few decisions wrong in that first, certainly in the first half he did, uh, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, he, there were some strange ones. I certainly like watching back the highlights. I think I watched it with I watched it with George, I watched it with Gooders, I've watched it with Sam and Harry in the room. And every time I watch it back, I, I still don't, I don't think the first penalty is a penalty. He yeah, obviously him and uh, Lumsden and Tyler Williams are new addition. We're running side by side, and they were, you know, they were uh, gunning for it. Yeah. And I think Tyler gets round him, but just you know, Lumsden's pushing him down, and yeah, they I, both just he just slips, and then that causes him to slip. I, I just the only way I can think, I think the referee's probably looked at it because he's got the he's got the wrong side of Tyler through. So Tyler's trying to get on the other side of him to try and um, to try and prevent uh, obviously him scoring a goal and. With that angle that you say, it, it, I'm unsure with it as well. I don't know. It, I don't know because it, it happens so fast in real time. I, it's difficult looking from that camera angle to make a decision because it's, you know, it were it, it's either a clumsy tackle or he's dived. So I don't know. It's uh, it's a, it's a strange one, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, I just think it, it were. There were comedy of errors, to be fair, in that first half. Without going into too much detail, but yeah, I just thought it were, it, yeah, it were, it were a strange afternoon. I mean, I think Lumsden's a, a, an experienced enough striker to, to know that. So you know, like when we talked about Leon Metham and we talked about Liam Hardy, we'll get onto. You know, they know all the tricks of the book, um, and <clears throat> ultimately, Tyler's give him a decision there. To make and from the angle, and you know, you mentioned it in real time. You're thinking, like, when when they blew for a foul, when they blew for a penalty, I weren't we weren't sat there throwing his arms up. We sort of just what like put his head down and thought, crap, here we go again. Yeah, but um, yeah, the the um, the the penalty was it was disappointing looking back at it and thinking actually it might it could have gone either way, but you know, you gave the referee a, a chance to. To well, to, to to do what he did, and obviously, luckily, he didn't get sent off for for anything. But again, we talk about ten minutes after that, um, a ball goes over the top from Seb, and, and absolutely, it, well, I'm going to say he kicked it right far. Um, it went straight over the top, bounced. Um, luckily, it caught some a, a part of the pitch that actually had some grass on it, so it bounced forward and bounced far. Um, Liam. Gets goal side of of Jimmy Williams. Jimmy starts to grapple him. Then it just becomes a little bit of a. Uh, obviously, Liam's trying to get past, like shrug past him to, uh, to get to the ball. Which I think if Jimmy doesn't restrict him, he gets that ball and has a chance at goal. And you'd back Liam Hardy to to put us back one one, but. Jimmy brings him down, and um, it's sort of a joint effort in the end when they both go down. And um, uh, well, looking back, and even at the time, I don't think it was in the area, Luke. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a free kick. Um, I, I mean, it, it did look like it. Um, I, I just think, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's, it, is it a sending off? Is it not? And is it in the box? Is it not? And I, I, I think looking back at it, I think it was outside the box, to be fair. I was very surprised when it was a penalty. So, yeah, it was another another poor decision. Obviously, they're not happy about it, but it was a sending off because he's, if you're given the foul, it's it's a goal-scoring opportunity. Like you're saying, you'd back Liam Hardy to score that, so it's a sending off. So, um, I just think if if you don't do that, I mean, even if he does score, you still you're still on the pitch. You can make a difference, you know. I just think it would just because it's so early on. I mean, what's that? Twenty minutes, just over twenty minutes into the game, and uh, I just think it, it it kind of just shifted back to us, didn't it? With a bad refereeing decision and them losing the head, basically. Yeah, I mean, they. I've I've said it. I, I think it were. I think it were a red because I think it's denying a goal scoring opportunity. Obviously, the referee completely balls it up with, with where he thought because the the initial contact is five yards out of the area, and when he brings him down, they're still outside the area. They sort of just rolled, you know, like a tuck and roll, um, both for him back into the area. But uh, the referee lost complete control. I think from the end of that. Um, I mean, <laughs> the best thing is making me laugh because it's. Uh, I thought it was funny. Um, is that I think maybe Jack Greenoff's dad was complaining because we put a tweet out about well with some of the celebration pictures from Lewis who captured some absolutely golden pictures on Saturday, uh, except for one that Ponty used, which looks like well, obviously picture can a still picture can. Um, what what what's what's the term that I'm looking for? Make make things look hey, worse than they are. Uh, yeah, they, they can make things look a lot worse than they actually are, and I think that's what they did. But you know, let them play on it. Um, it the, the three points is still three points; it's not going to change that. But um, Liam Hardy, some he complained about the the penalty. Liam Hardy replied, uh, "Good pen, though, wasn't it?" Uh, which made me laugh because it popped up on my uh, notifications. But it was it was a fantastic penalty. Yeah, it was roof the net. Uh, proper strikers finish, weren't it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, plays like that. They just they just cause a cucumber aren't they? when they when they're in front of goal, uh, and it, you could just see there it didn't phase him. I mean, he obviously he had the crowd getting on his back as well, and he just blocked all that out and just put him to the roof and net. So yeah, hats off to him. Yeah, we're cool, calm, and collected. Just because the the gap between him taking the penalty and what the hell had just happened before that with you know both teams in a bit of a melee and um the red card decision there was a good minute or two between you know stepping up and, and facing it. I mean the, the the penalty was it must have clipped under bar or something like that because I thought, I thought he might have put it over at first when I was watching but uh no a fantastic penalty from you know somebody that's a fantastic player and uh, then <clears throat> as a result of that uh we saw then Craig Rouse get sent off which um, again, I think we chose a fantastic place to to stand because we we saw it happen everywhere, didn't we? In between two yeah. dugouts, so like we thought we might get a little bit tasty game anyway because of so sort of the history between the two sides. But uh, we got we definitely got more than we bargained for, and I saw Josh and and George's face on occasions like when stuff were happening. I'm thinking <laughs> this <laughs> they, they looked worried, but I think George loved it in the end. He loved it, loved a bit of scrap. One of his favourite moments as well was when, well, the reason why Craig got sent off, because um, he 
he shouted, he went, ref, if that's a red card, then that's a red card. And then obviously the referee didn't like him swearing at him and, and sent him for not an early bath, but he just skipped over to the other side of the dugout for a little bit um, and, and joined, the, joined the crowd. But obviously then we got a got to move on because we could we've talked a lot about them decisions a lot about the build-up to the game but that's because there was only we could probably count on one hand how many chances came after that there was nothing really happened it was it, it just the ball spent a lot of time in the air it, and then obviously it didn't bounce too much because sometimes it just stand where it just land and, and get stuck in the mud but overall let's talk about that final four minutes 86 minutes, the board goes up. Liam Hardy comes off. Ben Tomlinson comes on. Three minutes later, the ball's thrusted up into the air. Um, I think it was Jack Lazenby decides to try and head the ball back towards his goalkeeper, who has just rushed off his line to come and claim that loose ball. The ball, it, 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 I'm sure that it were about, a good 50, 50, 60 seconds before that ball went, <laughs> that ball landed at Tomo's feet. But I think you could, for that for that little period there, you could hear everything at ground. I think it just stopped, didn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, I couldn't believe it because, I mean, like you said, the ball's coming from a free kick. Uh, it's, I mean, it's pinballed in the, in the area. And I couldn't really see Tomo strike because there were a few players like in, the, in between. But you just see ball going to the back of the net. And then, obviously, you just, as a fan, you just go absolutely crazy, don't you? And it was just great to see uh, um, uh, the workshop fans just going crazy as well. And it just there was just a massive sense of relief because we needed to win. We need after after losing last Saturday, we needed to get back on the winning winning trail, and we did. Uh, thank God. Uh, and uh, we, we with this uh, certainly at this time of the season. Last minute goals are just priceless, and uh, hats off to Tomo just doing what he does best, where he, he, he poaches a goal and he's come off the bench and he's done that for us. So hats off to him. I uh, I spoke to Glenn this morning, um, and he said it had a Bottisford sort of feel to it, and I have to agree because yeah. obviously it was a, a game we had to win, a game that we you know we, we had a little bit of a setback in, obviously. The Bottisford game will will always go down in folklore and 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 stuff like that. But you know, to to win it with a final kick, well, well one of the final kicks of the game. But um, to win it that late, the scenes afterwards, it were just like that because um, oh, I had a fortunate. Um, it was fortunate for me because I had uh, Josh on Twitter, you on report meaning that I could actually watch a game and I'd say that I'd, I'd be fortunate to watch a game, but it wasn't really much of a game. Um, but to see that moment, then be able to go and celebrate like a fan, which I've not been able to do for a bit, uh, because, you know, we've got to, i say well, a bit restricted, uh, but we I think we both, me and you both set off down the line. I yeah. think I jumped on Dodds and you jumped on Glynn. Uh, <laughs> and then I realised, um, oh, Josh has got to tweet this one of the gifts out, <laughs> so I had to run back and get in my phone. But um, I think one of one of uh, as I was running down, it was like Steve Evans at Il at, at Wembley when uh, Rotherham scored. My trousers were halfway down my ankles. <laughs> anyway, but we were running down that line and fought, but just the euphoria and the feeling of a night in it, eighty ninth minute winner is just it's fantastic. And we've not we've not had too many of them, have we? Uh, we had the one at Yorkshire Amateur, but. 
uh, I think we'll we'll leave this section here um, and lead into Tamo's interview. The pitch is a leveller, isn't it? It's a- absolute shocking. Like it's 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 a Sunday league game today. Do you know what I mean? There's been zero quality. Um, and they're the games that get decided in both boxes, obviously. We've got a penalty each, and obviously managed to grab one in the last minute, so that's great, yeah. How was it when you first came on? What was Paz saying to you towards an at late minutes? Uh, Paz says, go and get a goal. There you go, Paz. There's a job done. <laughs> now, what, what can you say, though? There's been no quality in game. It's just a case of playing balls into areas, which we've tried to do, obviously. They've done it pretty well as well with 10 men, to be fair. Credit to them, they've done all right with 10. Um, but obviously, the only thing that matters is coming away with them three golden points, which we've got. You mentioned about them going down to 10, just how difficult did they make it? Yeah, they did well with down to 10, to be fair. They've done really well. They've still managed to cause us a, a few problems here and there. But like I say, it's, it's, it all goes down the road when, when, when you get a goal goes in the opposite end, do you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? I would rather be us than them. So, let's talk about that goal then. Obviously, the lad's edited it past his own keeper. It's flashed in front of your eyes. What are you, what's going through your mind there? It feels like your eternity. Uh, there's a big gaping net in front of me. Um, I wouldn't have put 50 quid on me to score it three months ago. <laughs> nah, do you know what I mean? You don't get no time to think about it, to be fair. The ball's come across straight to me. And luckily, the keeper's already, already moved out of the way, so it's tapping for, into an open net. So I set them off every day of the week. Do you think, with the way that the game was going, the conditions, obviously the fiery start, do you think it would have probably taken a goal like that to win this game? Oh, there were never going to be any quality in the game, were there? Do you know what I mean? Everything's come from a mistake, do you know what I mean? Two penalties, do you know what I mean? There's been no quality in the game whatsoever. Like I say, it decides it gets decided on little mistakes and, and little opportunities, and that's what it is. And if you take them, they're obviously going to come away with the points. Now, getting your uh, player coach head on, were you disappointed with the, and obviously as a forward as well, were you disappointed with the lack of chances created? In the, in the game, yeah, obviously it is disappointing, especially when you go down to 10. But you know, especially when they've gone down to 10, we've got 11. You're expecting, right, we should. I'm here. We can, we've got a chance to right kick on now, but the pitch is an absolute leveller, do you know what I mean? Like, you could see that nobody could string any passes together, do you know what I mean? It was like literally running treacle, so it is difficult and it, it were hard to utilise the extra man, so it were hard to use him because you couldn't really string two passes together. So, yeah, um, it's disappointing that we can't use it, but it was difficult to do it, do you know what I mean? I don't think that's the boy's fault, I think that's just how the game's gone, obviously, with the conditions. And a, a win to win, I suppose, and going into next week now, it's a, it's a big three points. They're all big three points. Do you know what I mean? Everything I've said this in any interview that I've done with they're all big, they're all cup finals. Today we need three points, we've got three points. Next Saturday we've got Evan away, we need another three points and it's got to keep going that to end of the season. If we want to make, get inside them then top few places to get in the playoffs. So yeah, we've got every every game's a big game, every three points vital. This is post Devon. Uh, I'm just currently editing the podcast and realised that we missed out the section where we talked about Tyler Williams. Um, so I'm just re-recording this little bit to say, uh, obviously, welcome to the club, to Tyler Williams. He signed and joined the club from Frickley Athletic, our, our bitter rivals, uh, on the eve of the fixture. Um, so we caught up with him after after the Ponty win, uh, a debut win, uh, so we should say. And obviously the conditions wasn't um, did, didn't allow us really to see too much of what he can do. He looked to get down the line on several occasions, but obviously the ball was 90% uh, mudded up. Uh, so here's the interview with him, and I'm sure we'll have more to talk about him on the next episode, episode 19, which, you know, we're starting to write through these, aren't we? Um, so, yeah, into Tyler, and then on to Heben and Tadcaster. Yeah, really horrible game, bad conditions, bad pitch, but poor game. We were all about three points today. We were all about the win. Um, don't matter how we got it, but we got there in the end. 
What was it like getting chucked straight into the deep end, obviously making your first start? Yeah, I'm used to it. I've played at this level for a long time, so I'm used to it. But like I said, we got the three points we got there in end, and that's the main thing. And I suppose winning your first game, it makes it all that much easier settling in. Yeah, yeah. I know some of the lads. I know five or six of the lads, so they've made me feel welcome. So, yeah, really happy to be here. So talking about the move, uh, how does it feel to sign for Works at Town? Really happy, really happy to be here. Great club, um, got a lot of ambition and um, just where I want to be. What was the uh, conversation like between you and uh, Craig to, to come in? It, it was a quite an easy decision. Um, like I said, I know a few lads, it's really close to home and uh, just want to get promoted, do well with the club. Uh, Craig also admitted that he's tried to sign you a few times over his career, I suppose it, it gives you a bit of confidence knowing that he's a long-time admirer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a few conversations with him uh, throughout my non-league years, but um, yeah, it was just the perfect time. Obviously, today wasn't probably the conditions you wanted to, you know, when you're trying to bomb forward and the, the ball's getting caked in mud. Mm. Uh, for those that didn't see you today or, or when we see you in fully action in, on, a, on a pitch that's not just a, a mud bath, uh, how would you describe yourself as a player? I'm just an attacking fullback. I like to get forward, like to put balls in the box, like to beat my man, um, but also do my defensive duties as well. So, uh, yeah. I suppose in Craig's uh, attacking philosophy, that'll suit you down to the ground. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it would. Well. Um, obviously, going from Frickley, where you know times were, were tough at, at the minute and down there fighting to come to a, a playoff uh, push, I suppose that'll that'll help you settle in as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice to be up there fighting for. Uh, playoff positions um, and um, I think we'll get there we've got a great team here a great squad um, so we just need to keep winning games get our head down and uh, I'm sure we'll make it Tomo takes us nicely into heaven now and, and, and it is correct we've just got to keep winning and winning and winning Luke yeah that's it mate uh, I, I think uh, like, you, like like we said before they're all cup finals now these games even including the cup final we're in of course um uh, and I just think uh, if if we do get into the playoffs, I think we're going to look back at this game and probably say, yeah, that that was that that's the turning point, like you said, with the Bottlesford feel to it, uh, where all of a sudden you're unsure, and then you've got the belief. The belief just comes back, you know. And then if we can go on a winning run now, that's what I think the most of the fans will turn back to. Yeah, definitely. I think there is a there'll be a couple of games where. At end of season, if we don't get into that top five, then we'll be looking and thinking, well, it, it, it that that cost us, that cost us, you know, a bit like in 20, 2015 when Shawlane beat us to that only promotion spot in the NCL. We were looking back at like the Garforth game when John Stewart hit it off the backside of, of uh, Jake Scott and they went and scored, and or maybe the last minute goal against Cleethorpes or t- surrendering a lead against Saturday's opponents, uh, Tadcaster. Um, which we'll get into next Saturday's opponent. Sorry, Tadcaster, that we'll get into. Um, but when you do, if we do get into that top five, then we're looking at them sort of these sort of deciders against these teams that we, you know, we should be beating. But the circumstances made it that both teams were on level pegging in terms of quality because there just wasn't enough quality being able to, to you know, to bring into that game. I mean. Uh, I don't know what it'd be like for teams like Mask, who would have to play, you know, ball playing sides that are unable to to actually get the ball down and play on that pitch. And um, sometimes you just need that little bit of uh, rogueness about you. 
Uh, we obviously Saturday we travel up to Hebben Town. Uh, they are currently twelfth in the league. They've won nine, drawn five, and lost fourteen. But you know they're on a little bit of a barren run. Uh, they've only won one of their last six games. Uh, Luke, it's it, it, you've just got to keep going, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, you have. I, I, I think Hebben uh, uh, like the like the bottom half of the table, uh, but from what I saw at Sandy Lane, I thought they were a well organised, well drilled side. Uh, I think uh, Zayna Keane scored a wonder goal to get us a, a point, um, and it were, yeah, I, I'm expecting a tough game, mate, up there. Uh, I, I think the conditions will will probably play a part as well again. Uh, so hopefully we can uh, come away with the three points because we need to just keep winning and winning and winning, like Ben said. Yeah, it were it, it were a cracking goal that that Zayn won. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had a rocket of a left foot, but again, that game. At Sandalin was another that we'll be looking at the end of the season if we don't get into the playoffs, I feel, because I thought we played really, really well, especially second half when we had 10 men because uh, Ben Turner had been sent off for, for a stupid foul. Um, and you felt like maybe if we had 11 men, because we were certainly on top, we went behind, I think, against the run of play. Um, and it's just one of them that you're going to rue if you don't you know, achieve what you want to achieve. And Another game that that was the Tadcaster away game, um, where we drew two all there, two quick fire silly goals to concede cost us, and we had again we had a host of chances. Um, I think Alex and Aaron Senna Nielsen scored. It might be it might have been one of Aaron's last goals actually at season, but he um, we we there were two games there where we we picked up two points where we actually ideally we could have had six and. Currently, as it stands, would have been two points inside the playoffs with that, but we can't, you know, hindsight's a beautiful thing in football, isn't it? Uh, and that led me nicely onto Tadcaster, who are 15th currently, you know, hovering above that uh, relegation zone. They've got that six point cushion there, but they do have two games. Uh, they've played two more games uh, than Sheffield, who sit, occupy that last uh, relegation uh, spot. Uh, they've also won two of their last nine games, but you, you're thinking currently, right, what, with the form that we're on, the quality that we can show, um, you want to be trying to get maximum points out of these two sides considering the, the next run of games. Uh, yeah, I think um, looking at it, like you say, we've got a difficult April uh, and I think if we can come out with with six points out of the next two games, I mean, like you say, Tadcaster, uh, tough side again, uh, two two at their place, so they'll want to come here and and uh, and try and do something and upset and try because I mean they'll be trying to just try and get away from that relegation fight. I think they're just about away from it, but um, it's uh, it's it's going to be another tough game, um, and I, I think uh, if we can if we can go into April uh, on a three win three match winning unbeaten winning run. It'll give us confidence going forward. Uh, we need to try and hopefully score some goals as well because that'll breathe confidence into the side and belief going into that last month. Uh, it's going to be hard. Liverpool Joman away is not going to be, you know, we've got top of the league to play twice. So, yeah, it's not going to be our second to top. Um, and it's not, not going to be easy. Uh, it's, it's going to be a tough game. And uh, in anticipation now, we go up to, to Newcastle uh, to face Hebben. Uh, what are your thoughts going into that? Extremely difficult game again. There's no game from now to the end of the season going to be easy. It's such an hard running and, you know, we're in with a very small chance of 
hope and we've got to keep that hope going every every single week so next week is exactly the same we've got to get in this week prepare ourselves look ahead and look how they play and come up with a game plan to try and go there and 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 get get points and probably maximum points we have to we have to keep getting the maximum points we can so so yeah uh, it's just another game and, and we'll see how we get on obviously last time when we played them at sandy lane it was a frustrating draw um, but did that? Did, did you take any positives out of that? That you'll be going ahead next year, uh, next game, because they did cause some problems in that first half. I think the positive is Van Turner's not even it. He got the sent off to do at home. Yeah. You know, so I think <laughs> bless him. He's uh, he did actually do well today as well. Uh, you know, funny fact. Uh, it's good to see. But yeah, uh, it's we've t- we take look. You know, we've taken what what they've done at home. But these last nine games, it's not you can't. You can't really take what, what's happened in previous games or whatever. It is just a pure game after game and, and, and see how it goes. So we'll be going up there with we 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 game planning and see how many see how many points we can get. What will you be doing in training to sort of spark that reaction to get a better positive uh, performance in? I think I, I don't think a positive. I don't think anything to do with that. I don't think I think the lads today. I, I, don't tell me wrong. I'm disappointed in, in the performance, but delighted with the three points. But. I think I think what we're going to do in training this week is try and maybe just get back to what we we do best a little bit rather than you know sometimes we get into fates and various things and don't play like today we create no we didn't create any chances but you know we we come away with three points whereas last week you got you, you needed two sheets of paper to write down the amount of chances we've got but came away with nothing so I think we've just got to get the fine balance right and get back to you know playing a certain way that what we try to play that's got us into this place at the minute in time and that's what we're planning this week. Yep, and that brings the Tiger Talk episode 18 to a close uh, sorry if it's been a little bit of a rush we've got we've got busy lives Luke apparently yeah. Um, but yeah we've we, we wanted to get an episode out, especially after last week. Um, I, I, we were, me and Mike were all set to record, and then you know personal issues came it way, so I, I, I postponed that one, leaving it. Oh. You know to give more content this week, but then it turns out that we've me and you both don't have enough time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday. I've got the day off. It's my my 22nd birthday, so I'm going up early, on first train up to. Uh, it's not yet, Luke. So I know. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, we all you know all the gifts and stuff like that. Obviously, don't bring them all. Um, but yeah, the uh, we, me and Glenn and Andy Boyfield are on that first train up to Newcastle. I believe a few other Tiger fans are going. So um, yeah, if you just saw me on, if you see me on Saturday, no, you didn't. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, take care. And uh, there's only one thing left to do, Luke. Up the Tigers. Yeah, you remembered it. Get it. <laughs>